Monday the 14th of June 2020. Yaani mo official kwani unaandika kwa kitabu ya maths high school. Uh, welcome back to the sports bar. Yeah. Your host is always Drew. And your favorite bar one kids. Before we go any further, as always, please remember to follow us on our socials. On Instagram it's at the sports bar KE. And on Facebook, the sports bar. Just our chat when Bali. Now we are going far. <laughs> as always, our first segment involves after the weekend, involves mm-hmm. a recap of what transpired through the weekend. I want to take you through a bit of sporting events. Yeah, a lot of uh, crazy stuff went down this weekend. Where do you want to start? See, kick us off with the UFC. The yeah, ultimate fighting champion. Yeah, it's madness. If you can't stand blood, I UFC is not for you. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> there were three bouts I was really interested in in this weekend's fight card, yeah. which had uh, two uh, belts on the line. The Adesanya Vittori 2 fight and the mm-hmm. Figueredo Moreno 2 fight mm-hmm. in the flyweight category. And then there was an exhibition. It wasn't really an exhibition. It was a fight between Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards of Britain. Uh, Nate Diaz making his return to UFC after months being on the sideline. Yeah, but still, he was whooped. The, the, the bleeding champion of the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a terrible cut on his head. I'm not surprised. But he almost won the fight at the last round. So. So decision. Yeah, yeah, decision against. Uh, oh, okay, decision against Nate Diaz for Leon Edwards into the other very interesting bout. This is the other bout I was very interested in yeah. because these are the these two guys last year had one of the best fights ever. Baka it ended in a in a draw. You remember me saying that? Yeah. Yeah, so they had the fight of the year. Okay. Uh, yeah, co-main fight of the year last year and which ended in a in a draw. Mm. And there was a rematch this weekend on the fight card as well. UFC 263, Figueredo versus Moreno too. Mm. Moreno won the fight. The first Mexican UFC champion of the world. The first ever Mexican UFC champion. Arriba. Congratulations to him as well. <laughs> yeah. And the main event of the night, which featured the... Is it middleweight? Yes. Yeah, champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, going up against the Italian in Marvin Vittori mm-hmm. for the second time. Adesanya is still on the fight, honestly. So. In his normal cocky nature, uh, dancing and shrugging off hits and then faking injuries. Yes. Yeah, seems legit. <laughs> But honestly, there's is there anyone who can compete with him in that category? I'm not sure, but you can be surprised. It's never the big names that win. It's always the person you least expect. Let's see what the uh, future holds for Israel Adesanya. That's basically it for you. See this again. Mm-hmm. Want to tell us about a bit of tennis? Yeah, actually, Roland Garros was going on uh, the French Open, and it ended uh, yesterday. Well, it was entertaining. Like last when we last spoke, dear listener. I feel like I'm writing a dear John letter. <laughs> uh, we hadn't gotten to the semifinals yet for the men. And it was played on Friday. And uh, one of the matches... It was a the, very interesting semifinal. It was actually one mm-hmm. of the matches of the whole tournament, where, which pitted the clay court king in Rafael Nadal against Novak Djokovic mm. in the semifinal. This matchup has been a final so many times before. I think most people were surprised it was happening so early. And it did not disappoint going uh, into five sets. Uh, Djokovic ended up beating Nadal in 3-6 uh, in the first set, 6-3, 7-6, and 6-2 in the final. Uh, that put him in the uh, 
final against uh, Titipas. Yes, who beat, the final Titipas. Yeah, who beat uh, Tverez. Tverez. Alexander Tverev, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, his uh, was 6-3, 6-3, 6-4, 6-4. And then in the final, it was 6-2. Yeah, so against Severev, uh, which know, took him to the finals to face Djokovic. So in the final, we had a matchup between Stefano Tsitsipas and Novak Djokovic. <laughs> yeah, which was another crazy one because as it started, uh, Djokovic was down two sets. Tsitsipas uh, went ahead 7-6, 6-2. Then Djokovic's comeback began in the last three sets. He won 6-3, 6-2, 6-4 to become the Roland Garros champion. Yeah, and for oh, the getting ladies, closer to Roger Federer with 18 Grand Slam. Is it 18 or 21? I'm not even sure. <laughs> yeah, and for the ladies, uh, we already knew the finalists uh, by the previous episode. It was uh, Krejcikova versus Pavlyachenko. Pavlyachenkova. Yeah, and well, this was a three-set match. <laughs> Krejcikova yeah, won Krejcikova them. Krejcikova won them. Yeah. Uh, 6-1. 2-6, she lost the second set, and then she won the final in 6-4. We also had Copa America happening this weekend. We had the uh, actually, opening ceremony. Uh, and You know, I'm actually writing on fumes. I haven't slept. Yeah. Like, it was uh, local time. It was at midnight today, so I still haven't slept. I'm dying, but it was completely worth All it. All worth it, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had the opening ceremony. The hosts, Brazil, were kicking off against Venezuela. Well... As you could expect, it was a thumping. Yeah, Neymar starred a lot. <laughs> yeah, the Samba boys danced to a victory with a three-nil win over uh, Venezuela. We had goals by Neymar Jr., Marquinhos, uh, and Gabigol, Gabigol, or rather Gabriel Barbosa. Yeah. The second game, we had Colombia taking on Ecuador. It was one of the goals I've seen, one of the best goals I've seen all weekend from Colombia. Yeah. It was a very well-planned team goal. And uh, scored by Boha. Now, what was interesting about Colombia, most of the stars we expected to start in the lineup were not in the game. The likes of Luis Muriel, uh, Duvan Zapata, all of them, the firepower of the strikers left on the bench for Boha and uh, Borilo. And they won the game and comfortably. Won the game, yeah, comfortably. One nil, and Valencia was toothless against uh, <laughs> what's this guy called, the Everton defender, Yerimina and Murillo. Yeah. They had his number. Yeah, so that's it for Copa, Roland Garros, UFC. Nah. So we also had NBA going on this weekend. We're into the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. winning semifinals in each conferences. So in the East, we had the Hawks. We have the Hawks Sixers uh, series. When we last spoke, was tied at one apiece. Yes, so from there mm-hmm. till today, which is Monday, we have, we've had game three. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Sixers won that, so they lead the series two one. In the Bucks Nets series, the last time we spoke, the, <laughs> the Nets were leading the series. And then what happened? And then a few interesting things happened. And then by from then till <laughs> now, the Bucks have tied the series by two winning two. the two home games as well. So the series shifts back to Brooklyn with the uh, Brooklyn needing. God and Jesus and everyone else to come down upon <laughs> them because, yeah, I'll tell you the news about Kyrie Irving, but there's some really bad news coming out of this game for Brooklyn about Kyrie, but we'll get to that later. Into the Western Conference, where we already have the first finalists for conference finals in the West side. The Suns just 
hoshed mm. and swept the nuggets away and told them to go home kalali the nuggets put about as much of a fight as a 92 year old monk who negated humanity <laughs> yeah last we spoke that series was 2-0 to the suns by the end of the weekend the suns two are nil. won also two games away so they take the series 4-0 and head to the western conference finals waiting for the winner of the other thriller in the Western Conference and between the Clippers and the Jazz. That's not a thriller. I mean, Clippers won and at home. Yes, they won their first game in Staples Center, but I think that's as good as it's going to get for them. Yeah, last we spoke, this game, this series was uh, Jazz leading 2-0 against the Clippers. We've had game three as well, with the Clippers taking the first home game. Hoping to tie the series uh, today and tomorrow morning as well. So, yeah, that is, that's it for your weekend. So, yes. in the Eastern side, we have... Two very intriguing series still going on. The Hawks Sixers game, the series is still in the balance. The Bucks Nets is now turning into a trailer that it was privileged to be. In the Western side, the Suns Nuggets series is done and dusted. Mm-hmm. The Suns are in, the Suns Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the Western Conference Final. Man, it feels good saying that. <laughs> then we have another trailer going on between the Clippers and the Jazz. The series at two one for the Jazz, and I don't know if Kawhi and Paul George will show up again like they did. No, no. The Mavericks, so uh, let's hope for a very interesting series. So, yeah, that's it basically for your weekend wrap. Yeah, we know we've skipped up on some big games which were played over the weekend, but don't worry, that is coming in our next segment. We, we never skip anything, we, we don't know about skipping things. If you could measure the summer in terms of blockbusters, this would be yeah, the yeah, top grossing yeah. box office movie. It's the Euros, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the Euros have been insane. It kicked off on Friday. Welcome to this segment, which is called the Euros Roundup. The blockbuster segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so in the, right here, we give you updates on what's going on in the world of European football. Yeah. So we currently have the Euros going on. Kicked off on Friday with Friday a bunch of night. blockbuster games. You want to tell us yes, about one. those? Yeah. And it was actually a very well-played game, and I was so happy to watch it. Uh, Italy took on uh, Turkey. Yes. The and Turks. The Turks. You know, you know what was so disappointing about that game? 90 minutes, zero shots on target for Turkey. Gianluigi Donnarumma could have sat on the sidelines reading a newspaper. That's that's how <laughs> important that, those guys were. That says more about the Italian defense than it was anything a, else. I mean, Chiellini would roll back the years in that game. I remember uh, on Friday's episode, I was talking about the defense of Italy being an aging side and they might not do too well. Mm. But, oh, Chiellini rolled back the years. He was uh, an absolute rock. Yeah, so well, as you could hear with my tone right now, yes, Italy did come and come good and won the game. 3 0 with three very decisive goals uh, scored by Ishiro, Immobile, and Lorenzo Insigne. And the first was an own goal by Demiral. I think he thinks he's still playing for Juventus. <laughs> uh, then from there, we had uh on this is on sa- Saturday now. Yeah, now we go to Saturday where we had Wales taking on the Swiss. Now the Swiss took on an early lead, Jadon Shakiri, who I also talked bad about. It's like I'm cursed. Uh setting up Brilliant for the first goal. Uh but Wales were not to be silenced, uh, with Kiefer Moore coming off the bench to get the equalizer in the eighty seventh minute. Uh, the about. dragon's road. <laughs> yeah. So it ended in a one one draw for the first group uh, for their first meeting. Then uh, came the game which gave us a lot of drama. Uh, Denmark against Finland. Yeah. Well, if, if you've been keeping up with sports this weekend, probably you've been 
seeing a lot of Christian Eriksen online. Course, if you don't yeah. know what that means, we'll get we'll also get to that a bit later. Yeah. So. Well, the game was stopped on the 44th minute uh, due to a medical emergency on the field. But most people weren't expecting it to be kicked off again in the same day. But uh, UEFA, I think, to service their sponsors, and <laughs> after discussion with both teams, decided the game would be played again. They played the four minutes of the first half that was left in the second half. Uh, Finland came out and won 1-0. Uh, yeah, then from there we got to probably one of the big games of the weekend, which saw Belgium taking on Russia. Uh, Russia had a very good run in the World Cup uh, in 2018, which they hosted, and a lot of people thought they'd bring that form into this. But again, this one I wasn't wrong about talking about their aging <laughs> defenders with Yuri Zhakov looking like, uh, I don't even know, his legs gave up on him. They just had a very bad game, honestly. Yeah, but it didn't start, it wasn't all uh, roses and chocolate for Belgium either. When the game started, they lost uh, Timothy Castagne to an injury. Uh, brought on Thomas Munier, and that's where the goal started. Uh, he did score. Uh, he set up Lukaku for one of his two goals, and the game ended 3-0 to Belgium. Belgium, yeah. Yeah, Russia tried, but they just didn't have what was needed to really put up a fight against a very stoic Belgian defense. Okay, on to Sunday. Sunday, we had England and Croatia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's coming home. I hope not. Uh, England were playing at Wembley for their first home game, and Gareth Southgate becomes the first England manager to win the first group game for England in a major competition. Uh, it was a goal by a very unlikely source, Raheem Sterling. Raheem. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we have to give it to the Yorkshire Pirlo. Oh, we should start calling Pirlo the Italian Phillips because Calvin Phillips was a yeah, monster in that game. He literally shut off Kovacic and Modric. Not even just shutting him he, he was basically a metronome. He controlled that game from beginning to the end and set up the goal for Raheem Sterling. Though England were unlucky not to take the lead early on when Phil Foden smashed an effort against the post. Uh, from there on, we died laughing at the team selection made by uh, Gareth Southgate. I mean, if you're going to bring on four fullbacks, it, it makes sense that you'll start one of those right backs at left back with Trippier taking a position which Luxor or Benchillo would have played very well. Comfortably. But actually, Trippier was one of the shining lights of that game. He created chances. Yeah, going forward, honestly, he offered something different than Yeah, Luxor. And it wasn't just going forward. Even yeah. his defensive work rate was insane. Though he almost cost England the game with a short back pass, reminding me of the one he scored as an own goal against Spurs. But all in all, it was a solid performance. Croatia were hard done, but I'm sure they'll come back and be stronger in the next game. But again, another game really, I really loved watching was Austria versus North Macedonia. It ended 3-1, but the one is the big issue here. North Macedonia, this is the first major tournament they're playing. And they got the first goal in the first game. Scored by 37-year-old Goran Pandev. Yeah, who had retired but decided to come back. <laughs> and he did help in their push for the Euros in the qualifiers. He, I believe he was their top scorer. And we saw the legs of Alioski and... Um, What's this guy called? Give me a minute. It will come. When I remember, it will come back to me. Yeah, but they had a really solid showing. It's just unfortunate that... They uh, lost. Yeah, it was 1-1 for most of the game. Until now, David Alaba and Marko Anatovic decided to put them out of their misery. Yeah. <laughs> and the final game of the weekend was one that I called. Netherlands against Ukraine. For better or for worse, Netherlands are going to be a very entertaining game. They are a team to watch this season during the Euros. 
how do you go three goals up and uh, two goals up and shit the bed entirely? Netherlands scored the f- first two goals within the first 50 minutes of the game, right? Yeah. All you need to do now is possess the ball, you know, relax, give give people a chance to come down and see the future. Ooh. Remember the Yamalenko you were talking about about scores a beautiful goal set, uh, set up by Yarmanchuk. Uh, and then a few minutes later Yarmanchuk gets his goal. So the goals were scored I believe in the 80th and around 80th. Yeah, that was minutes. a beautiful free kick from Malinowski. Yeah. But now comes the final goal for Netherlands to put them out of the misery. I believe scored yeah. by the Champions League hero from Liverpool. G- G- uh, no, the George. final, the goal, the one the game was scored by Dumfries. Dumfries. Yes. That wasn't the second one? No. Sure? Yes. That's mm. the final goal of the game. Yeah, so that one Netherlands the game and the game ended in a 3-2 win for your Dutch. But you know, it's, it's very realistic to see the Ukraine coming out of the group behind the Dutch. Uh, we still haven't seen the other team in the group play, but they're playing, I believe, uh, later today. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, no, we did see them play. Uh, North Macedonia and Austria, they're the teams in this group. Yeah, so, yeah. so there your, is a take chance. Take your pick, yeah. Ukraine or Austria. <laughs> ah, but North Macedonia, have a fight. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's from the weekend. That's uh, all the games that's happened already for the Euros. Yeah. Coming into the week, which is today on Monday, we have a bunch of more euros happening so today we have a bunch of games i think from group is it group yeah that's d the, yeah, that's the same group? group as england yeah d yeah it's group d scotland take on czech republic you can take our lands but never our freedom <laughs> poland take on slovakia today as well and then the last game of the night is spain against sweden And then tomorrow on Tuesday we have Hungary, Portugal and France, Germany which Rounds round off the, the first uh, match day. First match day for Euro 2020. I mean looking into on the to... games that are coming through, I'm really excited to see uh, what Spain have to offer. And also Scotland because looking at the Croatian team, they look pretty strong. So seeing what Czech Republic and Scotland can mount against them should be an entertaining game. Yeah. And of course, we have the two former world champions going head to head in the first match. Yeah, on Tuesday uh, we have that's group D, group E I think. F. F group yeah. F, Hungary, Portugal and France, Germany. Yeah, France, Germany is probably the biggest game that we've yeah, seen from match week first. 1. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on to Wednesday we'll get into match week 2 where Finland take on Russia, Turkey take on Wales and Italy take on Switzerland, which looks like a very intriguing intriguing game. That's uh, It's the turkeys versus the dragons. Yeah. That's your Wednesday fix. That's your Wednesday <laughs> fixtures. Shut up. That's your Wednesday fixtures. On Thursday, we'll have uh, Ukraine taking on North Macedonia. You are North Macedonians. Yes. We'll have the Danish side back on the pitch again. Very, very solemn Danish side going up against the Belgians. Well, I don't think we show any mercy to them. Hey. And then the last game of the night would be very intriguing, honestly. This is my pick of the week so far. The Netherlands taking on the Austrians. I mean, uh, likewise, I just want to see the Netherlands shoot to bed again. Yeah, <laughs> and then to round off the week on Friday, we'll have Sweden taking on Slovakia, England against Scotland, which is a, a British derby, mm-hmm. and then Croatia against Czech Republic. I mean, I'm just excited to watch Thomas Suchek play. He's been one of the most exciting players I've seen this season. So anytime I get to watch him play, I'm going to be tuned in. Yeah, so that's your... Those for Euros for the week. Let's uh, get into the next segment. 
So now the week that's looking like it has a lot of beautiful games to play. Some we've listed before in the Euro Roundup. Now we'll give you the rest which are coming up in a segment we usually call the preview. So, yeah, so preview your week yeah, so in full in terms of sports. So what's coming through in the line of NBA Drew? Uh, yeah, we have game four of the Clippers Jazz uh, series mm-hmm. happening tomorrow very early in the morning. What time? Which should... But, can you keep up? It's like 2.30 a.m. Yeah, some of us don't sleep. Yeah, the Clippers Jazz game four. Clippers needs to win, need to win this game to even the series. They're gonna lose. <laughs> if the Jazz take a three one series lead back to Utah, it's gonna be heavy toll upon the Clippers to even think about coming back. Tomorrow, yeah, so tomorrow, that's happening tomorrow morning. The Bucks next will have game five happening on Wednesday morning as well. Mm. Uh, the series the series may shift back to Brooklyn, where we have Brooklyn looking to win this game. As I said before, shorthanded Kidogo. Kyrie Irving has an injury. He got an injury in the game four, which was happening today in the morning. Happened. Uh, yes, we'll get into that he, later. He looked very emotional with that news. And then the Hawks sixes a game. We also have game four happening tomorrow morning, yeah. with the Hawks needing to also win this game to tie the to tie the series. If the sixes go up three one, hey, the lights their lights will also look very dim. Mm. Yeah, so that's it for your NBA. What do we have for we have Copa America also happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually you one of the games which has been a final, I believe, twice in the past ten years is going to be played uh this weekend. Uh, actually not even this weekend. And is uh Argentina v Chile. Yes. <laughs> you have a problem. Argentina take on Chile tonight, actually. Uh, technically, it depends on how you see it. Either tonight or tomorrow morning, it's at midnight uh, local time, uh, which is actually a really good game. Beforehand, uh, Alexis Sanchez was uh, will miss most of the group stages because of a foot injury he picked up in training. And Messi is in the hunt for his first international trophy. So a lot of things on the line. Then at 3 a.m. after that game, we have Paraguay taking on Bolivia. Paraguay, who have been a surprising side and have a lot of attacking power and good team play. So it could go either way as well. Uh, that would be the end of match day one. So match day two kicks off on Friday at midnight with Colombia taking on Venezuela. And then we'll have uh, Brazil taking on Peru at 3 a.m. that following day. That's it for your weekly preview. Yeah, that's everything between now and Friday. Yeah, so it's you up again on Friday. On New Weekend Preview. Let's go into our last segment of the day. So now, news. Mm-hmm. News. What's new in news? You tell us. This <laughs> is the last segment of the day where we get to give you a bit of info on what's been happening in your sports world. Mm. Let's, so, let's go. Let's start with the heavy hit of the weekend which happened uh, in the Euro uh, Game 3, which was Denmark against Finland. We saw a heavy hitter in European football in uh, Christian Eriksen uh, go down to what doctors describe as a cardiac arrest in the 44th minute. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was really heavy on everyone. Yeah, I mean, but we have to give credit where credit is due to, uh, first of all, the Danish captain, Simon Kia, and uh, the referee of the day, in um, Anthony Taylor, who were both really quick to react. Actually, uh, the first person to react was Simon Kia, who got that. So 
Christian Eriksen was out cold, not breathing, and stopped him from swallowing his own tongue before administering uh, CPR on the field. Then he orders his teammates to come and make the wall because for some reason uh, the feed wasn't being cut. He was showing the whole scene of him receiving treatment mm -hmm. and uh, everything on the field. So it was quite heavy and uh, I don't know, what do you think about what the producers and the directors were thinking by showing this whole process, showing the reaction of his heart attack live? Well, they should take a cue from the American sports broadcasters because when whenever anyone goes down in the NFL because of an injury, they usually just uh, cut off immediately and even the announcers usually tell you that they're going on a break. That's not really respectful, but that's not really the problem here. The problem is uh, the fact that we had one of the top players in Europe go down to in certain circumstances that were really not explainable to everyone at first sight. Mm. It was really heavy. He's loved around Europe, honestly. He's played for a couple of teams, not to mention Tottenham, Ajax. Inter, currently Ajax. So he's a beloved player around Europe. Uh, where the girlfriend and family was also around the field. Mm. Uh, the reaction also triggered a lot of emotions from everyone around. So, yeah. Everyone in the sports world wishes Christian Eriksen a quick recovery. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we pray for the best for him. And a fair play to the... Was it UEFA who ran it, I'm guessing, for awarding him the Man of the Match award, even if he did not complete the game. And so Finland, for even though they scored the winning goal, no celebration, they just wanted to stand in, in uh, solidarity with the Danish national team and the fans in the stadium who chanted his name throughout the game. Yeah, so yeah. good luck, Christian Eriksen. Hope you get well soon. Now, Into other bad news of the weekend, honestly, because they don't know where this stops. Bad uh, it's fun. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> after James Harden went down in the first game of this series with a... In 43 seconds, which has yeah, to be a record somewhere. He went down with a, an armstring strain. This morning, during game four, Kyrie came down on Yanis's foot and twisted his ankle. And that's in the first quarter, actually. So he left the, he was out for the entire game, which really distorted the Nets. Uh, they ended up losing the game. Uh, the Bucks played really physical against them, but they got the job done. Honestly, they tied the series at two 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 apiece. So I guess, but this is gonna be really heavy on the Nets because who's gonna carry that offensive load any from now? KD. <laughs> no, that that's too much. Oblique. The Bucks have enough firepower to match KD, but you know they wouldn't have enough firepower to match KD plus Kyrie. But now they have KD, Blake, and Harris. So uh... if Harris can start behaving and actually sinking his threes. Yeah, let's just hope Kyrie gets back. It's, it's it bad news. You don't know. It was such a bad fall. Connie, mm. Giannis is built of stone or something. Nah, he was up in the air, and then when he came down, Giannis was in his landing area. Yeah. So he landed on Giannis's foot and then twisted his ankle instead Oof. of landing straight. Yeah. That definitely sounds nasty. Yeah, so nice. you're a Nets fan? Not really, but mm -hmm. for the love of basketball you'd love to see Kyrie just yeah for the love of this series honestly this series is very intriguing so right now that the Bucks have tied it if the Nets were able to come back to full strength with both James and Kyrie in this damn we'd have some 
something on our hands over here. So yeah, we just hope for the best for Kairi as well. Let's keep an eye out through the week for news regarding that injury. Yeah, but, informed. but knowing Kairi, he doesn't stay out for long. He might miss one game, but he'll probably be back. Problem is heavy taping and there's killers. in the playoffs there's usually games a day in day out. So mm. me even missing one is a problem because you might miss one and that might be the one where you get to go home. So Yeah, the biggest the difference between Yeah. yeah. Basically, that's it. And the new segment has just been full of bad news, but we are positive. We are positive about this. Wasn't there like a cow that broke into a stadium and grazed or something that we can talk about? (laughs) I wish there was, but yeah, that's basically it for this week's episode. Yeah. As always, we want to thank you for joining us. Remember to follow us on our socials. On Instagram, it's at the Sports Park AE. And on Facebook, the Sports Park. Yeah. So, see you next time.